When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to the Grant Mitt Podcast, episode number 67. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing how to attract and manifest the life or goal that you specifically want. We all want different things, whether it's to be a successful business owner, a CEO, to become the number one sales rep, to pay off all of our debt, to achieve some audacious goal and do something that maybe you or anybody in your family had never done before. I remember thinking about when I was younger, and, and I can correlate and, and relate and give stories to you guys all throughout my life when I was trying to achieve certain things and things that I'm trying to achieve now. But after studying so many different people and having so much unique experiences of my own, I figured out a pretty concrete way that if you implement and follow into your life, you can actually achieve the things you want and can do things that maybe you never thought was actually possible before. So in life, you do not get what you want. I don't care how hard you work, how good of a person you are. You get what you attract, meaning you get the role because the company thinks that you're best suited for it, not because they like you. You get the promotion. You get the business to 10x or to double in size, not because you're a great person, but because you have a great product or service, you have great marketing, you have great systems, you have great people that work around you. These things don't happen. And so the method and kind of the terminology that I want you to really think about, and if you've listened to my podcast, you should understand and pick up on this really quickly, is nothing just happens. You have to have practicality in realism attached to optimism to, yes, anything can happen, But it's only going to happen if you do the right steps. And if you do the right steps and have the right preparation, really great things can happen. So before you're actually looking for something, I want you to first ask yourself, let's say that you want to become the number one sales rep at the company. Instead of hoping and wishing and just working really hard and hoping someday it happens, I want you to first think, wait, who would I have to become to produce that result? Let's say that you're in middle management now and you want to become an executive. Instead of just working really hard, kissing the boss's ass, trying to be overly friendly, instead think, what would I have to know and who would I have to become? What energy, what aura would I have to have when I enter the room to be able to actually tangibly receive and get that goal? And it's an interesting in life is that we have all the tools right in front of us. If you have working internet, and you're in a first world country, maybe you're not, but you have working internet and you have the information and the technology to be able to achieve your goals and advance your family and your own life forward, then you have the ability to actually make a huge difference in your life, your kids' lives, and your family's lives. But you have to do it. So I want to give you guys a story and and I'm going to tie it into a a simple three-step process that you guys can implement so you can start actually attracting and manifesting the things that you want in life. And like I said, I'm not a big mumbo jumbo, like wishful thinking type person. Let's just be as practical as possible. So I was always a nerd. While I was obsessed with sports as a little kid, I was a nerd. 
in first and second grade, I was obsessed with airplanes. So I studied the entire airline industry so much so that if you guys ask me any major airline, I know all their hubs, I know their headquarters, I know who their CEO, CEO is, I know what airlines they bought, I know what airplanes they have. I mean, the biggest nerd you can imagine. And when I was in about first or second grade, um, I would always ask my dad, you know, how do people make money? You know, who makes the most money in a business? Um, what does this job do? How much do they make? And he would just tell me different things. And I finally had learned about something called the stock market, which I'm sure all of you guys know. And I said, well, how does this whole stock market work? And like, how can you invest? He said, well, unfortunately, you got to have a, be a certain age. You got to do these things. But what I can do is I can start giving you the papers, the Houston Chronicle, every day or so. And you can just read the stock charts and read the business section. I said, okay, cool. So every day, and I was at this time first or second grade, so I was seven, eight, nine years old. I would read the business section and I would study the stock charts. And I'd go, wow, you know, Continental United Airlines, they went up like 2% this month. Or I'd go, what's this company called Apple? They're doing really well. And I started studying all the different things. And the, the purpose of the story as I get into it is the teacher always appears or the information that you need to learn something always appears when the student is ready. I was ready to learn something. I was eight years old, but I was willing to learn and I was humble and I had nothing else to lose. So I started studying all these different things. Now, throughout that later that year, went into summer and typically both you know, when I was around that age, both my parents were working and my grandma, who we called Gigi, she would come and take care of me and my brother sometimes in the summer. You know, she'd bring us lunch. She'd come take us to do random stuff, stop by the house, different things like that. Now, my grandma, Gigi, she was a real estate agent. And since I can ever remember, she worked six to seven days a week. I would go to her or go with her to listings. I would go to her office and just sit there and like read or read the newspaper or find, find something to keep myself busy. And I would just watch and listen to her on sales calls. I learned so much because she was so persistent. She never gave up. But she was just so consistent and she ended up becoming one of the best realtors in the area that I grew up in, um, just outside of Houston. And I learned so much from Gigi, but as I was learning and reading the newspaper every single day, and this is an eight or nine year old kid, at this point now it's 2005. And everyone at my school during the school year was talking about this iPod Nano that was coming out. And this company called Apple, and I heard of Apple before, but I never had any Apple products before. I never had their computers. I never had anything. You know, this was 2005. I was a little kid. And so since I was a nerd, I started Googling and researching everything I could about Apple. I started reading the newspapers and studying everything about Apple, what was going on with their business, the new products that are coming out. And one of the days came around and Gigi picked me up and we were going to get uh, some lunch and my brother was in the car and I'm in the back seat, you know, nine years old, eight years old, whatever I was at the time. I said, Gigi, um, you know, the company Apple, she said, yes. And I said, they're coming out with this thing called an iPod nano and everyone wants it. Everyone at my school is saying that they want it for Christmas and their parents are doing everything to get it for them. You know, I think you should invest in Apple. If you invest in Apple, Gigi, you're going to get really rich. She goes, huh, okay, well, got you. Well, that, that's great, Grant, thanks. Next thing, a week happens, another week, a month happens. I said, Gigi, did you ever invest in Apple? She said, no, no, I've, I just, I've thought about it. Um, I just haven't got to it, you know, whatever. 
So I keep like pushing her to invest in it. And what ends up happening? The iPod Nano comes out. You can't even get it. Their stock price goes through the roof. Two years later passes. And I go, Gigi, do you remember when I was telling you invest in Apple? Their stock went crazy. She goes, oh my gosh, I know I should have listened to you. And she was laughing. She's like, man, I would have been rich right now if I would have listened to you. And I said, well, it's okay. Because they're about to come out with something called the iPhone. And I was like, it's going to change everything. It's probably the best phone that's ever released. It's touchscreen. It's incredible. They have this guy named Steve Jobs. He's the best CEO out there. Gigi, you need to invest in Apple. And she goes, okay, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it this time. I'm going to look at it. A couple of weeks later, I said, Gigi, did you invest? She said, no. And I said, well, they released this iPhone and everything is going crazy. People are standing outside of lines trying to get it. It's sold out. It's the biggest thing ever. You need to invest. She didn't do it. And what ended up happening, obviously, is if she would have invested $10,000, $20,000, it would have been in the millions of valuation. Now, now Apple is a $3 trillion company. How did I learn these things? I was a little kid. I didn't know anything about business. I just simply read. Now I gave a simple advice to my grandma, which I wish she would have taken advantage of, but it is what it is. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. That she could have implemented and been really successful with. And so here's the next step of the story. So after I find out about this guy, Steve Jobs and Apple, and I'm reading business all the time, what I did is I said, you know what? I need to learn how to become a CEO because I'm going to become a CEO one day. So I'm, I, I would go to my dad, or I'd go to you know, my brother or my mom, and I would just say random things. And I said, you know what? I told you guys I was a nerd and I was obsessed with airplanes. In Houston, where I'm from, there was a, an airline named Continental Airlines, which is now merged with United. Now they moved their headquarters to Chicago. But at the time, they had a CEO named Larry Kellner, and he was one of the best well-recognized CEOs in the airline industry. Continental had become one of the most successful airlines. They were really well-liked. Customer service was great. I said, all right, here's an idea. What if I wrote a letter to Larry Kellner and just asked him how to become CEO so I can figure this out? Because I didn't have anyone in my family that was a CEO. So I thought, why not just write the CEO? So I figured out their address. I figured out all the different stuff. I came up with this whole plan on how I'm going to get it to Continental Airlines. And I wrote a handwritten note. My dad took me to the mailbox, whatever. We mailed it. And I just wished for the best. And I didn't think he was going to reply. But I said, you know, it's worth a shot. I might as well ask a CEO of my favorite airline how he did it, how he became a CEO. To my surprise, three, four weeks later, I get this thing in the mail. And it's a giant Continental Airlines um, 777-300ER basically photograph or something, signed letter, and then a long written letter to him or to me explaining, saying thanks for the letter and explained how to become a great CEO. And so I thought, huh, okay, so he replied to me. This is good information, but I really want to talk to Boeing CEO. So I said, what the heck? I'm going to, I'm going to send another letter back to the CEO of Continental Airlines because I have his information now and I'm going to tell him thank you, maybe ask a few questions but I'm also going to write a letter to the CEO of Boeing. And because I know that Continental has tons of Boeing aircrafts, I'm going to have Larry Kellner forward my letter to the CEO of Boeing and see if it works. I'm nine years old this time. So next thing you know, I get this letter back from Larry Kellner, the CEO of Continental saying, Hey, I forwarded your letter um, to Scott Carson, who's the CEO 
of Boeing. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much for reaching out. Come to my surprise another two weeks. Scott Carson, the CEO of Boeing, replies to me and sends a long letter, handwritten, with a model uh, airplane of the 787 Dreamliner that they're about to release in the next few years after that. And he wrote this incredible letter. And my point to you is this, is I wanted to do something and I had really no resource. I was a little kid, right? I didn't have anyone in my family at a CEO before. I didn't have a phone to pick up and call the CEO of some big company and they would just answer because they knew someone in my family. I just said, screw it. Like, let's write them a letter and see what happens. And they replied. And what's so interesting is I had a full circle moment where about a year, year and a half ago, I posted on LinkedIn because I'd found the letter that the CEO of Bowen had written to me. And my own company, which I'm CEO of, we won best place to work for the third year in a row. And I posted it, how I wrote Scott Carson this letter and he replied and I applied all of his advice and everything that I learned from him and all the other things that I learned. And now my company was successful and it went viral. And it just so happened that Scott Carson, the CEO of Boeing, retired, now has a business school at Washington State University named after him. He wrote me a long email saying that his son saw it on LinkedIn and how full circle moment it was and congratulations and all this great stuff. And that's my point to you guys is there is tools and resources to be successful. You just have to believe in yourself. And I wanted to do something. I didn't know how, but my first instinct was not to go, damn, well, no one around me is a CEO. No one around me has like, done all these crazy things. So I guess it's just not for me. No, I reached out and talked to someone who was already in a position that I wanted to be in. And it helped me develop and grow and be successful early on in my career. So humility and coachability allows you to do this. And now with social media, with the opportunity to connect with so many different people a lot quicker than we could have ever imagined right? So here's this three-step process that I want you guys to implement. And this will help you guys attract, obviously, the life that you want and the success that you deserve, all right? So number one, simple. Know what you want. A lot of people are very general. They go, well, it'd be great to have this. It'd be great to have that. But do you specifically know down to the T what life you want, what career, what role, what thing that you want? You need to figure this out. And the best way to do this is by trying things, by talking to people, by researching. I didn't know that I wanted to be a CEO of a, of a business, but I sat there and read the Houston Chronicle newspaper and read business all day long, and it made me interested. And if I would have read it and I didn't like it, then I probably would have tried to become something else. But I actually tried to seek knowledge and information that could help me know more and really determine what I wanted out of life and the goals and things that I wanted to accomplish. Okay, two, you need to learn the information that is needed to be able to do the job or the goal or the success that you want to have. If you go, well, I want to make $10 million. That's a great goal. But do you have the right knowledge and information to be able to earn $10 million? You say, well, I want to be the number one sales rep. What courses have you taken? What books have you read? Have you gotten one-on-ones and had meetings or took in the best sales rep to lunch so you could learn everything from him or her? What have you actually learned to be able to produce the result that you want? 
The thing is, is that everything has a frequency. There's a reason why winners hang out with winners and losers hang out with losers. There's a reason why people that are in a certain religion or have a certain belief about the way that they should live, there's a reason why those people hang out with each other. They're on the same frequency. So what's interesting is in my own life, but I've seen this in other people's lives, when you improve yourself, you notice that suddenly people that you weren't used to being around start coming into your life almost effortlessly. Suddenly new people want to become your friends. Do you notice that when you start leveling up, those same friends that you used to have since you were a little kid or that you were used to hanging out with the year prior, really you don't have as much in common anymore and you kind of stop seeing each other? It's not because you're unlucky or because they're bad people. It's because the frequency is changing. Like attracts like. And you have to become what you want to get out of life. And you do so by first getting the knowledge, information, and resources necessary to produce the thing that you actually want to produce. Okay, three. A lot of this has to do with matching the energy and presenting yourself with the aura of a person that you want to become. Let me give an example. I had this mentor that I worked for when I was, it was my first sales job. I was 18 years old. I was out in Long Beach, California. And I was selling DirecTV. And this guy owned um, basically a consulting firm that worked with all these major companies like AT&T, DirecTV, Verizon, and had sales forces all over the United States selling their products. And what he would always tell me is he'd say, Grant, you have to become what you want now. And then you will effortlessly get it. He's like, if you want to become a business owner, you need to become that now. He's like, if you want to become the top salesperson, you have to walk, talk, act, and live like the best salesperson now. I said, huh, and then I couldn't really grasp it. And then I finally realized when, if you guys know my story, when I was in New York and I was down to my last, last dime, like I couldn't afford anything and I would go sit in Barnes and Noble and read. And six months later, Everyone started treating me different. The coaches were treating me differently. Friends were, opportunities, ideas were coming out of me. And it was because I transformed myself as a person. I had become a person that was capable of producing more for the world. So therefore I could receive more. And it's important that your energy and aura needs to match that. So let me give you an example. Have you ever seen someone walk in the room that was big time? That was a celebrity, was the top sales rep was the best person on the sports team was the ceo of the company you notice how when they walk in they don't really have to say anything and everyone just kind of looks over at them it's because they have an aura that you can't teach it's hard for me to put it into words but when you have such confidence and you prepare so much at what you do you start feeling it you start walking into rooms that you used to be hesitant about with full confidence used to walk into rooms trying to be liked. Now you're walking into rooms determining who you like. Everything changes. And the world and people are very susceptible to change. And they can feel when someone is not like the others. And they pick up on it. So if you've learned all the right things, you know what you want. And then three, you present yourself like the person that you want to become. It'll be natural easy fit that you will transition and become the person that you need to become. So I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. As always, thank you so much for the support. You guys can find me on all my social medias. 
at Grant Mid on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Other than that, I hope you guys have an incredible week. Crush your goals, and I'll see you guys again for episode 68. Thanks, guys.